Hello there. Hello there, sir. We are in for a treat again tonight. Anchor oh. decided that it would not like to function again. <laughs> so we are we are going to be doing the same thing as last week, apparently. Uh, because Anchor is the side that it's going to turn into garbage. It's, it's weird to me that Anchor works so well for me and so garbage for you. Um, might have to... Might have to investigate switching it up and letting you host the podcast, and I'd just be the, I'd be the guest or the the guest host. But well, we'll, <laughs> well how, this may end up happening through a through a different audio system. Very much so. It may, have, may end up happening. That's that's definitely possible. I think I blame Elon Musk. <sighs> I mean. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be? Who doesn't want to be on a hardcore, a hardcore team of you know dedicated people willing to put in forty to seventy hours a week, um, whether they want to or not? Because <laughs> your work visa will be revoked if you don't, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that sounds <laughs> that sounds fun. Let me tell you, like, I just, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm in for it. That's that's sign me up, buddy. Like, let's oh easily get me on that job site. Because that's what I want. <laughs> <clears throat> well, how are you this, this I guess, pre-Thanksgiving? Uh, we're not Eve, but we are dangerously close to, to Thanksgiving in our house. We are close. Yeah. I we, mean, it, it's like Thursday. I don't know. I forgot what day it was. I, like, all day I've been like, is it Friday? Is it Wednesday? <sighs> Is it, I like I have no sense of like time or space right now. <laughs> so it's just like, oh. um, I'm here, we've and a, I'm still alive. So that's <laughs> that's good. We've got a very weird week this week. We're we're traveling to Podcast South um, for uh, for Thanksgiving this week uh, for this year, um, and it's you know this is the first time we're traveling with uh, the tiny. Uh, a tiny terrorist. So we um we don't know what we don't know, I'll say. So we're packing the entire house um to go down to Orlando. So it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. We spent the entirety of today. Um my wife is brilliant and a planner and I'm sure this is driving her crazy. As um, as we have uh as we have both married. Yes. Brilliant planners. <laughs> It, it is it is driving her crazy. I know the fact that uh, I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. Everything will work out. And she's like, it'll work out because I make it fucking work out. And I'm like, yes, we also have had that conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, it'll be fine. There, behind every man saying it'll be fine, there is like there is a a woman or a significant other with two like giant spots of hair pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> going yeah i'm making it fine butthole and yeah and uh and some sort of mental murder that has occurred oh, <laughs> it's I... like you have you have died 900 times in my brain already <laughs> today i have to i have to give my fairly wife, I have to <laughs> like give my wife all of the credit because she is she is doing all of i mean she's doing all of the mental work of making sure that this is you know we we planned and we went through and created a shared app where we put all of our notes on it and everything. And it's, <laughs> it's getting, I mean, we're getting, there, we've tried we're, that too. <laughs> it, it's eight o'clock at night. Um, and we're getting there. I mean, we're, we're almost done, but you know, I finally got her to do the shared, uh, shared grocery list, which yeah. I don't use. <laughs> that actually really works well in our house. It would um, work great if I would use it. <laughs> She's like, what the hell man <laughs> she's like are you kidding me you made me do this stupid app and now you're not even doing it and i'm like uh i guess so <laughs> that sounds about like what we're saying <laughs> oh whoops I'll, i swear i'll start using it uh, i'll start using it tomorrow wow she's like i'll kill you <laughs> i'll kill you yeah <laughs> With murder and malice oh. in your heart. <laughs> well, I mean, it is anything with a little, with a little, a little, little. I feel like the first time you do it, it's like 
it, everything is an adventure and everything is, you know, everything is harder because you don't know what to expect. Right. And then, yes. then you do it a couple times. And I think and it's still after- fucking hard. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I hope it gets easier. Um, but we will, we will that, see. That is indeed. You know, I, I was raised with a, with a phrase that I'm sure other people have, have heard and are familiar with. Uh, that it is hope in one hand, <laughs> shit in the other. Uh, well, we were we were a Christian household, so it's crap in the other. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> but yes, um, yeah, that's uh, you know what I'm saying. I do, I do know what you're saying clearly. Um, well, buddy, it is um, it, it, as previously mentioned, it is the, the you hope know, you find your dad. <laughs> It is. It is <laughs> every t- every time I hear it, I can't. I can't help it. Hey, uh, the the little pterodactyl has started calling like calling the new one buddy sometimes. So um, every time I hear it, she goes, "Oh, hey, little buddy. I go, Hope you find your dad." And she's like, she, I mean, she doesn't know. No, but but I do, and that brings it brings me a lot of joy. That is anyway. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was that, <laughs> that was, was a, that was a thing. That was a thing that happened. That's a nice aside. Uh, honestly, no, it's it's. There's also a show that she watches where they they say something about Buddy, and every time, <laughs> like me and I will look at each other and be like, "Hope oh, find your dad." Uh, I, I such like a fucking weird kid, man. You're, <laughs> like, I was just going to say your kids are going to grow up to be exceedingly weird like in all the right ways and it's going to be it's going to be interesting um, if you do it right it's called eccentric that's that's, <laughs> true. that's very true um if you don't do it right then then, I, then they're weird <laughs> that's that is the problem i think is <laughs> thus <laughs> lies the problem there is a very yeah. very fine line between between madness and weirdness. Yeah. I mean And here we are, <laughs> towing the line with the daughters of Ferrix. On a podcast, um, you know, that we're doing for fun as as our wives are frantically preparing for Thanksgiving. Um so also yes. I, I think this is a this is a very public shout out, um and a hat yeah. tip to our amazing wives who allow us to be weird, um or eccentric. Right if you will. Yes. Um, Somebody tell us online if we have pulled off eccentric. That's, that's really all I need to know. I think so. I think we, I think we've hit that point where we're not like fedora tipping, but also, you know, not like, yeah, get out of here with your fedoras. I think we're, we're also, there there is a very good TikTok that I watched that is guy who's like, uh, he's playing a character clearly, but, um, he is, uh, (laughs) The guy who is, um, who, who's like engaged or dating his like full body pillow, and it's some like anime character. All right, all right. It I is... mean, I'm not gonna lie. I watch anime, and there's... wouldn't marry him. Uh, uh, I'm taken. Sorry, pillows. Yeah. That's the problem, right? Like that's the thing. <laughs> Do whatever you want, man. But just like maybe also, eh, just keep that stuff. Make off. sure the pillow gives you consent. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. I, I don't know how we ended up here. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was a weird road. Um, that's all I got. A it was a weird road. road. A winding road, if you will. no. That's every day. <laughs> I'm so pleased that you picked <laughs> on that immediately. That didn't even take you half a second. Um, that is going to be in my head for days now. <laughs> Oh, easily. And every other person who grew up in the 90s uh, uh, that listens to this podcast, which is, I believe, our demographic. Yeah, uh, it's going to be it's going to be in your head, too. And uh, sorry, not sorry. No, I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to play that on our road trip tomorrow and see nice. if my wife uh, appreciates that. That's a little Cheryl Crow right there. Yeah. I, I see if you can, yeah. See if you can get a little bit further. <sighs> All right, all right. We have meandered enough for for ten full <laughs> minutes here. Um, have we? Has it been that long? Have I been pressing this fucking button for ten whole minutes? 
like I feel like I'm on an episode of Lost every time I do this, where and just so some asshole has to send sit here and press a button. Uh, because why? Because it's there. Uh, um, I think was it that was that was what what was determined. I thought it was because if you don't press the button, it breaks up. You know, like the magnetic. Force. Yeah, that the world ends or yada yada. I mean, there was that cutscene where he didn't press the button, and then the plane breaks up over the top of the island. Right? There like, was coincidence. I, I mean, it was lost, so I can't say they planned it out. But I, I do think <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, that is accurate. <laughs> very true, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Well, buddy. Um, well deserved criticism. We we do have one bit of news to talk about this week, um, and it's not great news. Yeah, um, that's, that's but a fun it, way to start. It, it's it's not, but it is the one. I mean, it's the the holidays, right? So there's not a lot of not a lot of news going on right now. Um, but I guess the the bit that I did want to take a few minutes to talk about is um, uh, Jason David Frank passed away uh, today, which is. Um, Really, really sad. Uh, 49 years old, Jason David Frank. Um, first of all, you know who Jason David Frank is, right? Um, sure. Let's say okay. sure. Okay. Uh, Jason David Frank is known for portraying the character of Tommy Oliver. Um, so this is a Power Rangers thing. Um, so this is probably oh. a little out of your wheelhouse. That uh, explains so much. Yes. <laughs> about, uh, about where I'm at right now. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, still sad. Don't get me wrong. No, like, it's still. <laughs> no, I mean, I think. Look, Vic, this is the this is the this is our little platform of the internet, right? And so I yeah. feel, um, you know, Tommy Oliver, like the original Green Ranger, like I'm talking about like '90s life and pop culture. Um, when I was growing up, everybody wanted to be the Green Ranger. Like that every- is that is facts. Everybody wanted to be the, <laughs> the Green Ranger, followed very shortly there behind by the White Ranger. Um, like and everybody week. wanted to date the Pink Ranger. Let's say date. Exactly. Yes. Um, it, it is like <laughs> this guy was like iconic 90s. Like he was 90s TV, right? Like he was on the TV playing a Power Ranger in some form or fashion for, you know, up until like last year, um, he was on Power Rangers. Like just man made a career out of being a Power Ranger. Um, and he was good at it. Like he was, yeah. I mean, Power Rangers is kind of like who apparently deserves even more of a shout out or even recognition than uh, Kevin Conroy, who was the voice of a generation. That is true, and that's that why somebody liked and then disliked it on our text message. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> like what is happening? I what think do you, is what do you mean ignore? It speaks to PC load letter. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks to what you were into when you were a child. Um, I mean, look, Kevin Conroy, 66, right? I mean, he was the voice of the animated Batman. Um, Tommy Oliver wasn't even 50. He was 49. Uh, Dave, Jason David Frank was 49 years old. Um, and Also sad. Both both sad to two icons in a week. It's a little... It's a, you, yeah, you can't say that he, the White Ranger is or Green Ranger is not... An icon. No, I, and I think it is. I think it is just a matter of which shows you watched, right? Like, I mean, it's we all, you know, this was the. I, I think the '90s was the birth of us, you know, being able to have options, right? Do you watch the Battle Boards, the VR Troopers, or the Animaniacs, or the Animated X Men, or you know, what was your thing, right? And um, it's just this was my thing. Like, I was, a, I am still a huge Power Rangers fan. I think it's a great mm-hmm. genre. Um, I have I have avoided every time I see the Power Rangers like miniatures board game pop up, I've avoided sending it to you because, <laughs> because the people are selling it for like $350, $400. I'm not, not <laughs> and I've been like, um, if I if I send that to you, then you I could be responsible in part for a divorce. You know and, what I want. And I don't want to I don't I don't want to do that. She'd be like, you can never get anything again, ever. Ever, there's no other. There's no room for anything else in this house. There is no things. No more things. Um, <laughs> no, look. I just, I just wanted to just spend a couple minutes here and, and say, you know, uh, rest in peace um, to to Jason David Frank. Uh, kind of a little bit of an icon um, for a lot of people. I mean, the reaction has been 
has been kind of loud on the internet. Um, and likewise, I mean, rightfully so. Uh, rest in peace to, to Kevin Conroy. I mean, these are guys who haven't been necessarily in the in the fandom or in the universe for a while. They're, you know, they did some stuff in the '90s and have have kind of been away for a little while. But now, I think you know, losing losing your icons. It's like when Betty Betty White died, right? I mean, I think a lot of people. Betty White died. God damn it. Don't do this. You you didn't know that Betty White died. No, I I had an idea. Okay, I was gonna say, please don't please <laughs> do that on this podcast and make me be the one to tell. <laughs> I, I'm the one to tell you that Betty White died. That's not how this should go. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, I I, I don't want to. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I don't want to get bogged down. Um, and, and you know, go off on a sad sad tangent, which I totally have. Um, but. Anyways, rest in peace to Jason David Frank. Um, and your childhood. And your childhood. So. Yeah. On that cheerful note, <laughs> um, you want to talk about what might have been a really, maybe the best episode of this series um, to this point? Oh, man, that really is the only news. That is the only really, news that is fit to print. That is really the only news that I have this week. I think that's about. all I had, too. I didn't really. I don't think I had. I don't think I even saw anything this week. There might have been, there might have been like one or two things, but I don't remember what they are. So that's not helpful for anybody involved. Uh, Look, so some, we, <laughs> some weeks we have more time than others to spend yeah. looking at news, and this is this is not one of those weeks that um you know we had a ton of time to dive so into. To the daughters of Ferrix we go. Indeed. They do require our assistance in a matters of grave importance. Oh, man. This was... I have to be honest, when I saw the title, I was like, please don't do, like, a Daughters of the Confederacy thing. Like, I was going to be... <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Wildly upset <laughs> if that's the way this episode took a turn. Um, but it didn't, right? And I, I, I thought this was... I, you might have noticed... Um, so, so, before we dive into it... Um, Daughters of Ferrix, the 11th and penultimate episode of season one of Andor. Oh, um, makes me sad. It does. Directed by <laughs> Benjamin Barone and written by Tony Gilroy. Um, premiered November 16th, 2022. So, um, you know, once again, I, I managed to watch this on a Friday night. Um, I, my son came home from daycare um, with what I am creatively, and his doctors are now creatively uh, creatively calling the uh, daycare croup or crud, um, which means that everyone in my family gets to uh, experience this. The daycare crud. Um, nice. Wonderful. But um, no, this was the, this was like the last real, really last thing that we did before we started getting ready for our, um, for our trip for Thanksgiving. So like I was really trying to soak this in. And my wife sat down with me and she's like, I want, I, I'm just going to sit down and watch for a minute to take a break. And she's like, I just want to see if people, if it's as good as everybody says it is. When I tell you this woman has not watched a single minute of the rest of the show, she got herself hooked into this and was like, like she sat down and watched the whole episode. I was like, that's how you know this is a good show. Like she, it took her a little bit to figure out what was going on. I was like, we can go back and watch the last 10 episodes. Uh, <laughs> And get you yeah, really caught up. We can make this happen. But no, it, it's... I feel like this episode had a little bit of everything, right? And I, I really, I really, really like this this episode. I like that we get to see some new ships. We got some space battle. That was very cool. I We've never seen anything like that before. I don't think. I mean, the... Yes. Uh, well, I, I don't know if we saw it or read about it. Because it's in the EU. Is it? Okay. Yes, and I'm trying to remember where where it was. Cause I swear to God, as soon as I saw that ship, I'm like, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that ship before. I love the. You're talking about the Cantwell, right? The 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 cruiser that has like the giant satellite dishes. Yeah, like on. the three giant radar dishes. It reminds me so much of like there's a scene in um, V for Vendetta where the government is driving around in like these giant listening vans, like listening to people's phone call. <laughs> That's what this ship at first I thought was like, these radar dishes are like just listening to, to like phone calls or listening to, you know, people 
talking over the hypernet or whatever, which I don't know that they ever actually explained what the dishes do. I mean, I don't think those were, I don't think those are tractor beams because we don't see that. They are indeed tractor beams. Are they? Yeah, those are the tractor. So that's why he shot it. Okay. Because that's what he was being held by. So he crushed it with this tiny little piece of shit ship that is awesome (laughs) han solo should have make it take it taking some notes oh that was that was the coolest part of the entire space battle i mean there were several parts of it that were cool i swear this was in like tie fighter or something like i'm looking where wikipedia it was in a star wars story uh solo a star wars story okay uh, in an imperial recruitment film um is is one uh, the design origins is from world war ii aircraft carriers okay i swear it was in something else tie fighters under in the star wars encyclopedia um, and is i guess uh, as fun as this is to listen to us read from wikipedia uh, we would probably keep probably keep going no uh, I, I also thought... in a uh, ships and vehicles number four I thought for sure that those dishes, I mean, because we see other uses of the tractor beam, but I mean, I guess that was on the Death Star, so it necessarily wouldn't have to have these gigantic dishes um, off to the side or or somewhere in there. Um, No, I just, I I think that this is a very cool design for a ship. Um, I have to. Yes. I don't know where I see the World War II aspect coming into play here but um you know that's that's just i, I, I don't think that's just kind of the inspiration for what it looks like I don't, I don't really care i mean it's a really cool design for a ship and, and i really really like the fact that we finally got a little bit of space battle here um, oh and it was glorious it was like that that to me was like the best part of the episode is honestly this this episode i really enjoyed it but it it was very very much a get the pieces on the chessboard in the right spot. The one like, that's it. Yeah. The one criticism I do have for this episode, and I think it's because it is this is the get the pieces on the chessboard, is that I am used to, you know, with other Marvel shows, with other Disney shows, this is typically the the episode where all the big stuff happens, right? And then you know, episode twelve or ten, it's like the wrap up, is the wrap up. But but knowing that there is going to be a second season to this, about halfway through this episode, I had to tell myself, like, you're not going to get. Yeah, you're, you're going to wait like a year and a half. Right. For any kind of resolution to what happens next episode. You're not going to get complete resolution. Don't don't act like you're going to get it. Just embrace that this is going to leave us on a cliffhanger. Right. And, and it is. I 100 percent believe we're going to end on a, on a cliffhanger. Um, but... Yeah. I mean, and then you have to wait a very, very long time to get to get the kind of end of end of the last the last one. You have to go all the way all the way back to Rogue One and and then 1977. So you got to go back in time to 2016 then go back in time to 1977 to get the rest of the story. I think we're going to be waiting for about a year um, before we see this i think it's i think a year and a half but there was an article about it that was like the those who are look, looking forward to seeing the second season of andor quickly are going to be disappointed that they have like a i guess a loose timeline of when and it's i didn't i didn't click on it because i didn't want to be sad uh. well i can tell you that i did do a little bit of, of googling and i can tell you that the the season finale this week is going to have a post credit scene yes so don't i did see that don't click off the you know immediately after the episode's over. So there is a fun thing that I've seen now that the like I guess Disney is doing. So you could it'll say instead of saying like next episode, it'll say skip credits if there's an end credit scene. Oh, okay. So I I noticed that this last the with the She Hulk, and I was like, oh well, that's kind of a cool feature. Like, is you know normally I'm like a you know, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, get to the end credit scene. Right. They just get, they know everyone does that. And they're like, we know you're just going for the end credit scene. So just push this button and you can go to the end credit scene, That's watch cool. it, and then go to next episode. So if, if you see that, if you see skip credits, chances are there's an end credit scene that it's skipping you, that, skipping you too. I didn't think about that. 
but that's not fun that's, and educational here on this podcast. Absolutely. That's what we do. That's what we do on this show. I used to be a teacher. So do you <laughs> want, I, I feel like we've started with, with Luthan. Do you want to just, we'll, we'll start and tell Luthan's whole story here sure. um, and then get to that space battle. Cause I do want to talk about that, the particulars of how he defeated that, that, uh, that, I guess the because he's a fucking badass. That's how he did it. I do. I do think that dude is a beast. I think Luthen tipped his hand a little bit here. Yes, week. I Uh, think that's going to come come back to bite him like easily with that. He's going to die. Yeah, I I think given that we don't see him in Rogue One and we you know never seen this character before, I think that this this week in particular from that scene with um with tubes and saw Guerrera, I think Luthen kind of gave away the game a little bit. Um, yeah, we've got the, the whole, I'm working for a sunrise. I'll never see. Yes. That I think was kind of particular, kind of specific. Um, so I, I do like the fact that we could, we come back to Saul and Saul gets kind of, you know, we, we kind of left off last episode with, you know, Luthen talking to his mole, um, inside the ISB and, and the mole learning that like everybody is, everybody is the expendable. I don't care. Like I will right. sacrifice, you know, I will sacrifice Anto Krieger. I will sacrifice you is basically what, <laughs> um, but we're going to win this war. And if we're going to, we're going to have to fight the way they fight. Um, and with Luthen coming back to Saw's base this week, um, I, I really like the, the little tete-a-tete that he gets into with Saw, who we know has already been established as could give two shits about Anto. Um, about anything about him. He dismissed him out of hand. Um, but like, Saw is the one who says, oh, I'm in. We're gonna, we're gonna support Spellhouse. And he kind of paints Luthen into this corner of like, I have to tell you now. Yeah, like, should- I was gonna keep all of this close, but don't. Why not? Yeah, maybe don't go get involved in that. He's like, it's 40 men. He's like, yep, sure is. Like, yeah. like, oh, Jesus. I mean, it's very, very utilitarian. Like, hey, yeah. I, you know, I, I he lives by code and his code is is beating the Empire. Um, And I think that, you know, it causes Saul to ask the question that he should have asked is, you know, what if it was me, right? Like, it, it just sort of tells us that it is interesting from where you like where you see Saw Guerrera from. It that he's that guy when when we see him. He's the I don't care what it takes. I don't care who we have to kill. We're gonna do it. Like we're gonna make this hurt. Mm-hmm. So so I think that's that's very interesting um, uh, to see. Maybe maybe is this where where it comes from? Like is he going to see like the effectiveness of that tactic? Because he's still. I mean, we really haven't seen that side of him here, you know? I think so. I think that's what he's learning, is he's being taught. Yeah, you know, the whatever whatever it takes. Right. Like, And, I, like, that's what's effective. I feel like this is his... This is Saw, you know, bending people into into the weapons he needs them to be. Right? Like, he's teaching... Luthen. Luthen. Yeah, thank you. It's Luthen teaching Saw you know, and, and kind of making him the weapon that he needs to be to fight the empire. Right. Like you can't, you're not going to win. Just, just saw at this point is just anger. It's just hammer anything that looks like a nail. Right. And I think he's going to get, I think he's only going to go more. Down. Much like Andor, which will now be, that was another good piece of news that we uh, did not talk about earlier before the break. I don't know where this is cutting for the edit, but <laughs> um, the, uh, that they're going to put Andor on Hulu on, God, what else? Just like cable. It's on ABC. Yeah. They're yeah, like on they're... ABC. Weirdly.
Oh yeah, that's right. This bullshit. I have to keep the screen alive, and we get to battle the battery. Oh, I'm down to like we're gonna move twenty percent. We do have Uh, we do we do have to move, but yeah, that they're putting it on like after the game, and they're gonna be able to, I guess, expose it to more people because the, I guess it's just not doing well. It seems to be doing fine from everything I read in here. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it's interesting that it's going to be on on Thanksgiving Day. It's on Wednesday, yeah. and then again on oh, it's on Wednesday on ABC, on FX on Thursday, Freeform on Friday, and then on Hulu for like the entirety of Thanksgiving holiday. First two episodes. That's cool. <sighs> okay, yeah, it's cool. But I'm like, I don't know if that's gonna suck a bunch of people in, you know what I'm saying? I probably would have given more than two episodes, but I mean, I think, like we've talked about, this show is this this is an art show, right? And I think you, you give the first three episodes, I feel like people would be like, yeah, I want to know more, but... um, Right. The first two, you're like, do I want to go to the third one? Like, I all right, I mean, maybe. Yeah, to, to add up to... Right. To get dizzy. I, I'm just gonna, either way. I'm just going to acknowledge this. Just first of all, this is going to sound very weird in your ears if you're listening to this episode. Mm. This is the the night before we're traveling for Thanksgiving, so the editing quality of this may sound a little bit. Um, <laughs> what's the word? Less Slap than back. usual. Um, there, there's a lot going on in both houses tonight, so I think we're gonna yeah we're gonna try and muscle through this one um, just so we can. So we can be ready for the finale on on uh, Wednesday, which I will once again not watch until probably Saturday this week. But um, mm. I think we left off with we we're about halfway we through Luthen about Luthen, right? I think yeah. we, the thing that I was thinking about, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you know, Star Wars got famous for doing this with the cantina scene. I really love that the character of Two Tubes. Like the guy who just has tubes coming out of his face becomes like a thing this week. Like he gets a line, like he's potentially an imper- uh, an ISB spy or, or Luthen makes it seem <laughs> like he's a spy. Like that's yeah. just a dude that had like one scene in Rogue One. And he looked cool. And now Of course he's got a of course he's got a full up backstory. I I loved that little interaction. And I love the fact that Luthen Luthen outsmarts everybody, right? Like he is the smartest guy in the room again. Like he sees the bigger picture. Um, well, sees the bigger picture and is willing to, in his view, do what it takes. Willing to sacrifice 40, 40 people I so think... that they can have a clean, clean slate, essentially, so they can operate with impunity for now. Because remember... the ISB will think that they have gotten the cells. You remember in. Uh, Rogue One, where everybody said, or well, not everybody said, but where uh, Andor shoots that other spy in the alley, and it became clear that Andor would do anything for any. I mean, he would do anything to further the cause. Like, I think we're seeing exactly where that idea comes from with Luthen. Like, I think next season is going to be one hundred percent either Luthen teaching Andor how to be ruthless or. Andor potentially avenging Luthen, um, if if what I suspect is going to happen this week happens, and that is, Luthen might say goodbye in this last episode. Um, at least I think my, maybe my personal opinion. I mean, I, I, I hope know. not because I really like Stellan Starsguard. He's a very good actor. Yes, and he's doing a very good job with this role. Um, like I believe, I believe he was in the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. There's got to be pretty sure. Andor and he did great. Andor needs a catalyst to join the rebellion, though. Yeah, and I think that that would be the perfect catalyst, as you'd kill off, you know. But there again, there's I, plenty. I, I think there's plenty of people in time to get him into that spot. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily but need it to happen. Who, right who knows? It it may be. It, it may through the storytelling we see like Rogue One is really like. Oh shit! I guess um, this is my final mission. Uh, that he never he never fully truly buys in. That could be. That I very- think that would be interesting, and in that he's he's just 
there. Like he just keeps going and doesn't really have have a purpose. I, I think that would be interesting. I don't really like it narratively. I don't like it as a resolution to the character. I would yeah. rather him have a purpose um, than just like some fucking dude that bumbles along until he's like, well, fuck it. I guess I die here. Um, I but they I could they could do something like that. I really if this were DC. Well, yeah. I, I really can't see that, though. Um, no, I hope like, not. Uh, do you want to go to Andor next, or do you want to go to Mon The Mon space Mon battle? Man, we got to fi- finish up Luthen. This is what happens when you, you have the little interaction. Cut in the middle. The cutout, yeah. Yeah. I, it, there's not a whole lot other than, I mean, we've already talked about how cool the ship was, but the, that his, his little tiny ship Mm-hmm. what was that thing the what Fond- is it called the fondor uh, yeah that little ship is badass where they're like uh it's just fucking hauler like whatever a little hall craft like let's let's go uh, <laughs> go ahead and bring him in and it's it still goes back to the hurting thing right. like make people hurt because they're like oh yeah it checks out everything's good he's got the he's got the clearances and they're like fuck it search him anyway like I wh- why? Very intriguing that he had Luthen had bothered the the commander enough that like the commander was like, well, now I'm gonna inconvenience you. I'm I don't think he people. bothered him. I think it was just like fuck it. Like, but let's just let's just do this. Like, it's just another person we can stomp on. Like, maybe we'll find something. Yeah, maybe I, it is that he just pissed him off with like going too slowly for him, and it's just like, all right, old man, <laughs> like. Fine, you made me wait three seconds for your driver's license. I'm gonna, yeah, you know, I'm gonna really make your day bad. Yeah. So step out of the car, please. I just, I love the fact that Luthen, his like solution to the problem wasn't like I'm gonna find a way to like blow up this ship. It was like I'm gonna damage your your tractor beam. Yeah, so like, like I'm gonna get away. You can't, you can't chase me. Like I. I didn't even cross my mind that you could do that. That that was a thing that could happen. But like, you see, Which that would pretty much burn him. Like he's already given them his information. He didn't destroy that ship, so yeah. But he doesn't give them. He doesn't give them Luthen's information. He gives them the information of an Alderanian something or other. So, I mean, the they... trans- Alderanian transponder ID. Yeah, they think he's somebody completely different. Um, which. I guess that's how I'm going to, I mean, yeah, I, I assumed, you know, like that's how we're going. Like that's how he, he's going to. My big question like, is how does Han Solo not on <laughs> the Millennium Falcon? Like that fucking thing that can be... hardly shoot. And he's got like, he's like, oh yeah, let's just doop, 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 doop. All right. All I'm going to take out three ties and a tie bomber, which was interesting. I loved the TIE Bomber, seeing that again. I really loved the lasers that came out of the Which, side of the ship. Wikipedia says it is a TIE boarding craft. Is that? Oh, okay. So that's, I guess, huh. it's a bomber that's been altered to allow people to... I don't know. It looks straight up like a TIE It really... I thought it was a TIE Bomber, honestly. But, I mean... Yeah, it looks okay. the same. Um, cool. Well, now no, I have the... to look up TIE Bomber. <laughs> The thing that was cool to me was the lasers that came out of the side of <laughs> the sides of his ship. It was like it was a, like a lightsaber. They were continuous. Like they weren't broken up. They weren't like shooting. It was just like I turn on my lasers and they're out there now. Um, I mean, that was cool. I liked the way that he kind of outsmarted the, the TIE fighters. Um, it was very cool to see, you know, a little bit of a, a battle here. I mean, I don't know that I call it too much of a battle. Because he kind of kicked their ass. Um, oh, yeah. Instantly. Like they were expecting a bullshit Hallcraft driver. And he's like, deuces, guys. Um, yeah. Like he's a badass. It was it was perfect. I mean, it was. I like the fact that you do end that scene with the, oh. Imperial, the Imperials on the, uh, the bridge. Just kind of like stunned silence of like. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. just happened? <laughs> My right. so it it is pretty much the same exact thing as the tie bomber. The tie bomber, the the little doohickey that sticks out of the bottom that launches the bombs, like 
that is a little bit smaller on the boarding craft, which I sort of cutting laser to let them go in. That's the only difference between the bomber and the boarding craft. And the, the front window looks a little bit narrower. Okay, I feel better. I feel I better mean, about us calling it a TIE bomber. I thought it was a TIE bomber, so... Yeah, I thought it was weird that they were sending a TIE bomber out to go <laughs> go help board this dude's ship. I'm like, all right, <laughs> they're, they're ready to come in hard. We don't really see... Yeah, we really don't I've see... I've never, never seen bomber. it before. I mean, we've seen... We see bombers... I think we see bombers in Empire Strikes Back, and I'm sure we see them in Rebels and some other things, but... Uh, I... I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen bombers in a while, so it's cool to see them. It's cool to see this huh. different version, I guess. Apparently, the Thai boarding craft, the first appearance, was in A New Hope. Really? And it says corridor only, so I wonder if it, like, it's just one of those background things, or if it's something they got put in, or I don't know. Anyway. I remember uh, that all. Or, well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to fucking New Hope and like pause every corridor scene. I'm like this is bullshit. No, I'm not that wrong. did not happen. I I no. definitely don't remember that. Yeah, the, I feel like we would have seen this long before. Like I did, <laughs> I did not have a tie boarding craft in my in my little like Star Wars vehicles guide. No. Not in there. No, this is a new invention that they're trying to. They're trying to make us believe has been around for retconning. A long time. Yes. I hope. Yes. If not, somebody just tell us we're, we're entirely wrong. It's also apparently in um, in Last Jedi appears in a hologram, and it was in Rogue One. Anyway, I feel like they're um, just grabbing any instance of a Tie bomber and being like, "This was actually a Tie." Yeah. See, a Tie boarding craft. I'm like, no, no, it's <laughs> not real, but. For sake yeah. of argument, I'm tired, and I'm just going to say, sure, go for it. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, you ready to move on to our next yeah. Our next. Let's, uh, let's talk about Mon. Yeah. Poor, poor I, Mon. I, I don't know. I don't really like her storyline this week. I kind of thought we were, I kind of thought we had, like, resolution on this, and it turns out that her daughter is actually into the the courtship ritual and like yeah. the arranged marriages thing. I mean, I I guess. And I'm I'm wondering if it's more of like a mom doesn't like this, so watch this. I am gonna do this, and I'm gonna like it. But I I don't know. But it was, yeah. Mom mom was in a tough place. I don't really don't have a whole lot about her on. No, like. She, it's almost like, well, fuck, if I have to do this anyway, like deal with this rebelling child and also with this like worthless shitbag of a husband, uh, I guess might, might as well uh, <laughs> try and make something of it. I, that's, that's kind of my take too, is like, at least you're not totally betraying your daughter, I guess. Yeah, this is what she's looking for. I mean, she says she wants this, which, you know, again, right. I, I think is questionable. But I think, I mean, the, the bigger part, I guess, I took away from this was a little bit of the interactions between Vel and Mon Mothma. I think we got a little bit of, like, exposition as dialogue here, where she kind of explains, you know, what is the actual problem with money, right? And then we find out, like, the amount that's missing. And apparently Mon Mothma and her family are we loaded. Yeah, loaded. I think we we'd heard it was the four hundred thousand credits before. Okay, maybe like they said it a couple times, and it's like we're gonna hide this. Like yeah. that's that's more than a rounding error. Yeah, I don't know that you can necessarily. I don't know that you could explain that one away fairly easily. Um, but I don't have a lot on this, honestly. I no. did. I just think it was interesting that. You know, again, Vel gets a little bit of screen time. Mon Mothma gets a little bit of screen time. And I guess maybe they're doing this to not make us feel as squicky about arranged marriage. Yeah, as... once they, when next episode she's marrying a crime lord. Yeah. Like some like, I guess marrying the crime lord's son. I think it's going to happen. I think that's what we're, what we're seeing is that's definitely going to happen next week. So I think so. Um, do you want to move on to Cyril? 
Oh, yeah. Has, yeah, cereal's has... garbage. Um, <laughs> it's like Andor's either. Let's go. I need I... to. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, all right. I really like the fact that Sergeant Mosk reappeared. I, I, yeah. I loved the fact that he's like, Sergeant Mosk like, thinks there's like a friendship here. Like he's like, yeah, times are tough for me too. Like I don't know if you can tell, but like I'm on the I'm on the factory floor, and Cyril's like, I don't care. What about Android? Right, Andor- just <laughs> that I need, man. Oh man, it was. I I don't know. Tweet I like the deets. I like Sergeant Mosk. I think I I don't. He's not a good guy, but I just like the way the guy talks, and I like the way he kind of. <laughs> he, he's like. Mere evil earnestness. Yeah. I think if you like, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, like the scenes where he's talking to the other Primore guys, like he's he's garbage. But like well, if you point him in the right direction, that earnestness is is endearing. Is endearing. But pointed in the word. direction that he's he's in, it's like, oh guy's a fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta I mean, spin the top the right way. He is. I mean that's that's for sure. Um but you mentioned it. I guess we can um, kind of talk about Marva a little bit. Um, since... Yep. That she, I mean, and she's kind of like given a hero's funeral <sighs> and then permitted to, in service of the Empire, obviously, but is is given a hero's burial. I... That she, she means something in that community. And I think I... that's going to end up blowing up. Yeah, they talk about how the one, the one Imperial says to um, our ISB uh our ISB director, he's like, I, I don't want, I, they want to shut down Rick's road and I will not allow that. Yeah. And I'm like, like, do it. Like do, we can get something bigger out of this. You moron. Like, do you understand that? Like there, there is something that we could potentially get Andor here. Um, yeah. And we've I, already, I mean, we've already seen what happens in that community, like how much of disdain they have. If they had shut that down. Mm hmm. It would have been like, all right, let's start ringing some fucking bells. Uh, Deidre is, Deidre is scary smart, and I think you know. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago when she was like, "I'm, I'm not going to be people. My kids aren't going to root for me." And I'm like, I think we yeah. see more of that this week with, you know, Bix. Like we get a little bit of Bix in this this interaction here. Um, and Bix is clearly still like messed up. Like she, it, that has stuck with her, and it, it's like she's not even a threat to run anymore. Like she, she is broken. Right I now. hesitate to say insane, but like yeah, broken might be a better word for it. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's just sad to see her like that. But I, I did before we before we depart. I did want to just talk about briefly the. I like the way that they they wrote Marva off. Like we didn't get like some big, you know, dying declaration scene. I just kind of right. we knew she was having trouble, and then you know we we see it through like Bimo's eyes this week of like how how this actually happens. Um, it's like B two emo is you know like a droid having feelings, right? Like he's grieving, um, and I love how he kind of at the end of the episode kind of talks the, the, um, the Brasso guy into like staying in the, in the apartment for one more night. It's like, he's like a pet, right? Like he's sad. Like he doesn't want to leave his master's side. He doesn't want to leave. Right. He doesn't want that to was, leave his That was home. sad. That was tough to watch. Oh man. That was, it, it reminds me, I, for some reason it reminds me of like, you know, if, if you, pass on and your pet is left behind or like a grandparent passes on yeah and, the gravesite uh, like, and cool. to hear how to hear how they how they honor their their pat like the people who pass on is like she gets made into a brick and then they find a, like a very important place for her like she can continue to be a part of the society like this is just yeah. creative but that's creative storytelling like I don't know why, but that stuck with me, and I was like, "That's that's a cool way to honor somebody, right?" Because like you you would see them, you could still see that person and remember them like daily. You know what I mean? Like that's I don't know. It just it stuck with me. Um, like in an episode where 
there is a lot going on, but like you said, it's like a chessboard. Like all these, these pieces are being moved around. There are some really like home run hits in this episode of like just legitimate, heavy, heavy stuff. Um, Yeah. Like deep emotional moment. I mean, the, the bit with Senta, right. Where she's watching, you know, she's watching Marva's body be moved on and you get kind of this weird little interplay between the guy who's sitting at the bar. um, And I guess he's actually ISB. It didn't click for me until the very, like his last interaction with Senta. Like, I don't know that he knows who Senta is, but I think he and Senta are doing the same thing, right? Like she's watching Marva's house for Andor. He's watching Marva's house for Andor. And neither of them know what the other one is doing. And it's just kind of like weird standoff between the two of them. Right. Like there's tension, but we're the only ones that knows there's tension because we're the only ones who know like what's actually happening. Right. Um, That was cool. I mean, (laughs) it was, it it felt like these were all like side, side dishes, I guess, to the main app, the main course of this episode. Um, But the main course even honestly was a little bit, the Andor storyline was a little bit kind of like again, like yeah. moving pieces around on a chessboard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, his, did his you was feel almost his was almost nothing. It, like we see him climbing up the cliff. We get to see the Tie Reaper, which is badass. Uh, I did love I the do know love that. the Tie Reaper. Yes. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, and I uh, mean, we just see him hanging off a cliff, and he's like, "Hey, hold on, bro." And then that. Then you get the fishers. I guess they cut away, and then you come back, and they see the the fishers, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Guys, like we gotta steal this ship." And you're like, "Bad plan." <laughs> you're like, "Fuck it, Leroy Jenkins." That um, was and that, that was funny. That's part. what it felt like. And he's like, "God yes. damn it!" You like I because Andor is smarter than this, but he can't let him let him go alone. Like, well, fuck. If he gets onto that ship and I don't then I'm screwed and I'm left here with these guys. So he, it's just like the Leroy Jenkins video where they're like, God damn it, Leroy. And <laughs> in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone has to follow him bec- and go get mass. Fuck. If we sit back here, we're going to get, get killed. What if, it, what if it works fine? Uh, and that's exactly what happens is they both get captured. And then mm-hmm. it's like, Oh yeah. Fuck the empire. We'll let you, let's go. Like, I, what? <laughs> a couple things couple things about that the quad jumper i'm pretty sure we this is the same quad jumper or a very similar one to the one that we see in um star wars force awakens i'm pretty positive that this is the same class of ship that like when ray is running into the shipyard to get off of uh her planet yeah like she was running to the quad jumper before it gets blasted by the tie fighters um, and that's why she has to take the Falcon. So I, I think this was a deliberate callback on that ship. Um, but I, 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 I'm sure you read through the subtext of like, you know, the Empire has ruined our planet's water. Like they've right. made it harder for us to live here. Like, well, yeah, you have ruined uh, like, our uh, our water. And they're like, no, no, not us. The Empire. They're like, we're prisoners. And it's like, oh, prisoners. prisoners. Uh, I can make some yeah, money. The first appearance of the quad jumper is in Force Awakens. I knew it. I knew that's what that was. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I mean, that's, and then it's like, oh, okay, we are friends. And that's, they're like, we'll let you go. And that's it. Like, that's, that's Andor's story, except I, for calling home and no one telling him that his mother's dead. I did like, I did. Oh, right. like, I guess they did tell him. And he's like, then he's like, everything, no, everything's fine. When he gets back to Niamos, I did like the fact that he, like, his stuff was still in that hotel room. Um, and, like, he opens up the book and Nimic. It Nimic, starts talking. <laughs> Nimic Manifesto is there. Um, no, I, I thought that was a cool. Yeah, he's going to look on top of a shower. Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the bit between him and Melshi. Like, we know Melshi and him come back together because we know how their story ends. Right. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that they're separating them here. Um, but yeah, we'll have a better shot if we go it alone. Yeah, you're damn right. You 
fucking Leroy Jenkins dude. Like Moral. get get out of here. Like you're gonna cause trouble. I I loved the trap that they set off though. Honestly, yeah. like a spider's web or something like that. And it looked gross. <laughs> it really did. And then they're like covered in slime. Oh. Uh, but the two fishermen, like they're they're like they see the guys running towards their ship and they just they they react slowly. <laughs> and like, oh, huh. It's almost like they're supposed to, they want you to believe like these two are morons, like the fishermen yeah. are like it's like what Mel she thinks of them is well, that they're morons, but they're actually they've already they've already got the place booby trapped. Like, go ahead, like run. All right. Run. Okay. okay. Well fuck go, it. Go ahead. I I mean you're not gonna That's get kinda what kids. it felt like. Yeah, is that they already knew it was going to happen. Why have a sense of urgency? You already know how this is going to end. I mean, but they turn out to be decent people. And, like, that's the thing that's kind of cool is you juxtapose that with, you know, the first time they run across stormtroopers or shore troopers. To, to quote George Carlin, because aliens are decent people. <laughs> it, it's just the context <laughs> of every time, every time Andor runs up into another person in this galaxy, they're good or they're decent. But every time he runs into an Imperial, they're awful or they're <laughs> imperious or, you know, like, I don't know. They're just, they're dicks. And I'm like, it's a very deliberate choice that they're making it that way. And I, yeah. I get what you're doing. It's almost like a mirrors reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I feel like those are the main beats on this episode. I, I don't think we're missing anything. I mean, yeah, you, you no. called it. Um you know, Andor finds out that Marva is dead, um, which was... Yeah, everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Kind of a sad scene. Um, but yeah. I he... I don't know. I feel like he's he's hardening. Like, it's like a scab, right? That picks over, and eventually you just get to a point where you're like, right. what? I can't feel bad about this anymore. Um, and I gotta move on. But it's... I think that's I think that's a good analogy. It's It's hard to watch, though. I mean, it's really hard to see. I mean, I and know it's not he finds problem. out he finds out in the same place that he came back to. That's like the retreat planet, right? So yeah. I mean, he's back at he's back at the retreat, back at you know living the life kind of place that he had run away from, and all of this shit has crashed down. And if he wouldn't have run away, he would have been there for his mother. He would have been there at the end, and I, I feel yeah. like that's that's got to come up. That he, he would he could have he could have been there, but because he was running from what he had to do, he missed it. That's a it, really good point. I didn't think about that at all. Like he totally could have been there for his mom. Yeah, because you don't. I I don't I don't know if you necessarily need Luthen to die. Like this could be it. She's already told him I'm I rebel. Like I mean we've we've heard that before. So I'm like maybe he sees some of his mother in Jin. And that's that's one of the things that pulls him in. But he, I don't think he necessarily needs Luthen to go. Narratively, we probably do, unless he just like fades into the background and he's like, "All right, I've done my part. I'm out," or he gets captured, or yeah, uh, Luthen Lightbringer. <laughs> I think that's his name. Yeah, uh, Loden Greatstorm. That's his name. That's it. Unless it's kind of like him, that's you know, just for a little bit. Uh, yeah. But I mean, his mother was the one who was like, I'm, I'm rebelling. He's like, no, come on. Like, but now she has passed and maybe he does, does he have enough of a tie to her? To does it matter? Right. I mean, she wasn't killed. She wasn't murdered. Right. Uh, she just but just died. to pick up her mission and he wasn't there and he could have been. Yeah. I don't know. I That'll be interesting. I think that could be a very, I mean, I, I do want to see, I do want to see his motivation. I think that's what we're going to get. I, I, I wonder, I mean, I don't think we're going to get resolution. I think Cyril is kind of, I think he might be back in, the, in, in Ferrix at, you know, on our next episode. I, I think, I, I do get this feeling that like, we're maybe, we're not going to be disappointed because we haven't been disappointed yet, but I do feel like there's going to be, quite a bit of unleft on things unsaid because yeah. I mean, we need to have a story for the second season. Um, I, I feel like maybe more about Lita and this arranged marriage is going to be part of season two. Um, 
you know, I, I think Fix still has a role to play. I don't know what that role is, but I think, you know, I wonder if we break her out of prison, you know, this next episode and maybe give her a chance to get to join the fight. Um, you know, we still haven't seen K2SO, so we know at some point that's going to happen. Well, I mean, um, we kind of have. We have. We have seen him, but we haven't seen the character of K, you know, the, the, the droid yeah. that was K2SO. I'm uh, wondering if that's going to be uh, Luthen's ship, the personality inside Luthen's ship. If you do that, though, you've already kind of played around with that once with Solo, a Star Wars story, right? I mean, you you took a droid and made it into the Millennium Falcon. I mean, I think you could do it. I certainly don't have a problem with it, but I think some people, you know, might say, oh, might. we've done this before. Um, yeah, already already seen this. I am one of those people. So, you know, <laughs> I, I am people. <laughs> I am people. <laughs> in this instance so i i don't know i mean i could see it i could see it happening i mean i don't know i i'm intrigued right i i feel like i came out of this episode i think the space battle is what pushed this one over the top for me right yeah, i mean it, it I was that was probably the best part of the episode i i think i started this episode you know fawning about how great this is going to be and then i really haven't backed that up very much but we finally got a space only because it's it's probably the slowest episode that we've seen thus far. I think um, so. I think but that's... I I feel like there's there's an inherent lull with the pieces in the in the spots on the chessboard. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's just slow. Like it's it's story focused, and you you have to kind of be prepared to look. A bunch of shows we've done. Where it's yeah. that that episode right before, like a lot of the Marvel ones skip that, and it's just like balls to the wall action, <laughs> and then and then the finale, you're like, well, fuck, I guess it's over, um, right? And I I don't know, I this is more a little more traditional, I think, that you have you kind of have to look at it in the penultimate and finale as one episode, and that if you if you think about it as a this is this is the complete portion this is the complete arc right here then i'm sure it is going to be brilliant i'm excited i I am excited for this week i'm i'm interested to see how it all gets tied together i'm interested to see how we you know push this thing across the finish line um you know the current finish line the current finish line i it it feels like we've been watching this a lot longer than we have Uh, you know i feel like just talking about the first two episodes, you know, being premiered on ABC. And I'm like, that feels like months ago that that happened. I mean, it is some time has passed, but not, you know, not when we were doing the boys, I guess maybe it felt like more compact, like more, because, you know, it was so immediate, like time wasn't passing the way that it is on Andor. Um, maybe, yeah. And maybe it was that, like back, back to back to back. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've enjoyed it. I really have enjoyed this. This is, it's felt like Star Wars, right? I mean, Obi-Wan felt like the prequels. It was, it had impact, it had gravitas, had Vader, right? I mean, (laughs) but this has been, I think really, they've done such a good job of not relying on the the Skywalker trilogy clutches and crutches of Jedi and Sith and, you know, like that kind of stuff. This has been really well done. And I think, you know, this week can definitely impact how I feel about it. But right now, I would say this is probably my favorite Star Wars that they put out on Marvel. I mean, it, it's Disney on Disney. Sorry. sorry, It's late. Um, oh, no, I, I agree. I think this is probably the best one, in my opinion. Um, I just I, I hope they top it. I mean, there is the whole, you know. Mando season three coming, and then there's Ahsoka, and next yes, year. please continue to top this. <laughs> you know, and I think that's the thing is that like we're coming into the holiday season, right? And I'm like, what is next for Marvel? What's next for Disney Plus? I mean, after this, I think the next big one is Bad Batch, and I don't think that's until January. So, I'm not. We, yeah, I'm not actually sure what's next. We might actually have a little lull from Disney Plus here for a couple weeks. Um, which, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not going to complain about that at all. Cause I'm not. 
Whew. They've had a good year. It's, it's been, been a ride. It's been a very good year of content. They have they have fooled, fueled this podcast um, very nicely this year. So, indeed, I'm not complaining. But I think for now, I think we have reached the natural ending spot of this episode. Yeah. Um, Snark, anything else you'd like to add before we let you wrap it up? I, I think I, I'm just ready for I'm ready for Wednesday. I'm like I'm, I am stoked. Wednesday. I am stoked to finish. Uh, I guess stoked, but also a little bit like, oh man, now I gotta wait. <laughs> I think that's the best part about a show when it does that, though. Yeah, is you you want to watch it, but you want to save it for another day. I, I used to do that. I'd save it for a day or two and be like. I'm one day closer yeah. to the next season. Like, <laughs> no, no, you it's didn't. okay. I got I got plenty of shows to jump into. I, exactly. I think I'm going to give a give Chainsaw Man a shot. Uh, <laughs> I haven't into that, but I can tell you, I did watch the first episode of Quantum Leap today. Um, yeah. Well, I am dying to get into 1899 because uh, Dark was fucking stellar, and. I just saw that 1899 is even it is like a better version. They're like they fixed all the problems with Dark. I'm like problems. What problems? <laughs> like what? What are you talking about? This house will be watching 1899. That will we be will. A family as soon as we have brain power. Yeah, to spare to watch it. Yeah, we'll be watching that. Well, Snark, I think it's time for you to to take us home. As you indeed, all. may the force be with you. We'll see you guys next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody.